Hello, and welcome to Arms of the Tide. I'm Quinn Welsh-Wilson, facilitator. I wanted to let you know before we got started today that this is the last episode of our first arc, The Blame Game. What this means is that next week we will be taking a week off as we prepare to begin our second arc, just to give a moment to breathe between story beats. That being said, let's get started. I'm Chanel and I'm playing Cleo. I'm Joe and I'm playing Lions. I'm John and I am playing Local. Previously on Arms of the Tide, Lions, Cleo, and Local 134 finished planting evidence that suggested that their new recruit, Vanui, had died in a fire at Gorfman's Repose, and that the person responsible for it was the Caught Technologics Security Officer Paolo. Having additionally planted evidence that suggested that Paolo was responsible for taking key security codes from Vanui, the crew had succeeded in framing someone for the crime that Triscott was under investigation for. Now, with all of that resolved, the crew catches a moment to get their bearings. Well, you see, I've just got word from Cheney. It appears as though he's out of commission, and he hadn't quite got started on the initiative that we'd spoken about recently, and it seems that neither have you. Oh, you know, things just kind of came up, and, you know, some things got pushed back, and when I say pushed back, I mean, like, this thing got pushed back, the thing we were talking about, the recon thing. Perhaps we were not sufficiently explicit in the meeting that we had, but this is a time-sensitive concern that we are dealing with. You do realize that once this news has been out for too long, the window of opportunity for this sort of thing will have closed, with Cheney being indisposed, taking some time off in the Car Technologics prison facility. They don't like it when you call it that. The onus of getting this done falls to you. Oh, great point. I did not think about it like that because, you know, I thought, oh yeah, Jane will just bounce back up. That's Chaney. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I'll totally get on that right now. Actually, I'm walking towards some people to start talking to and start spreading some, some words to right now. Hey! Um, have you heard about <laughs> fuck robots? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, done with robots. It's going very well. Hearing that exchange, I just wanted to be sure. Could you just restate for me the job that you're on? So what I'm supposed to do, my homework, <laughs> is for me to go around and start blaming Triscod for all the bad things that the robots have done and the data leak. So everybody knows it's Triscod's fault for the data leak. And also their dislike for robots and that how they're taking their jobs. So I know that you're doing this work pro bono. I am, however, expecting you to hold up to a certain threshold of professionalism in your work. If you're not up to the job, Advanced Placements is going to have a thing or two to say about it. Oh, I'm totally up for the job. I just, you know, I had to take some me time. And now the me time's over, so now I'm ready to work. Wonderful. If that's the case, then I hope to hear back from you shortly. If I haven't heard from you in an adequate period of time, uh, I do believe that you have an installation on your brow, right? Yes. Then if not, one of the advanced placement enforcers will be by to rip that from your face. Good day. Cleo just slides her phone back into her pocket and kind of has a very um, faint 
smile on her face, but it's obviously a very worried smile, like it's just bottom bottom teeth. Did that go well? Uh, Yeah, Cleo's smiling. It went great. No, it went bad. And why are you smiling? It's a mechanism to deflect. Oh, I didn't realize you had metal limp implants. It's just a human mechanism. Yeah, it's something that people do sometimes. Yep. Have you ever heard of the word grimace? I don't think that we have that in a stall. It doesn't sound like you can eat it, though. It's a type of smile. Oh. Lions tries to mimic the expression that you're making with their wolf snout. Very close. This, this kind of hurts. really more of a blip you're doing. Oh, uh, well, it, it doesn't feel very nice. I thought smiles were good. Why would you smile if something was bad? Mm, ironically. Chaloon puts the car into drive and starts moving it, albeit slowly. And Cleo just yells that with her head out of the window, much like you would see a dog's head out of a window. You are so lucky he's not home right now. I don't care. I'm screwed. Okay, so now that we've had a conversation about how sometimes smiles aren't a good thing, um, it's really about the whole sort of facial language. Ten and two, ten and two, he (laughs) says after he motions to his face. What's got you so torn up there, Cleo? Well, I was supposed to start spreading rumors about Triscott, and I haven't done any of that. Good. Yeah, we weren't. I, I thought that the plan was that we weren't going to actually do it, and we, we were going to lie. Yeah, but they're obviously keeping tabs and know that I haven't been. So even if I were to lie, they already know that I am not doing such things. Couldn't you merely say that you are incompetent? Okay, but I've already told them two times I am competent. Well, that's what an incompetent person would say, right? Because they would think that they are competent. Okay, well, then also, just saying, they're going to rip my eyebrow my eyebrow off. The same. Oh. Uh, if I've been keeping track of what's been going on with the different cells lately, that's advanced placements that you're talking about, right? Yes. Yep. They probably aren't going to take incompetence kindly, huh? Yes. Hence, they're going to rip my eyebrow off if I don't do this. I would assume that those consequences would be coming down to lions as well. Probably because you were also there. Well, then let's just go to like one of the scrapped bars and be like, man, did you hear about that robot just got? Because the scrapped already hate all robots. Let's just do it there. And then they'll be like, arg, and it won't matter because we already have Anui going to be getting blamed for doing the codes. And then it won't matter what they say. Perhaps we let advanced placement come and then stop them. I mean, I'm always down for a fight, but bad side to that. We lose, they take my eyebrow. But we win, it's only murder if they find the body and can prove it. Downside, I murder for no reason. But they work with advanced placements. It's still a nine to five job. Come on, guys. They have a job removing eyebrows. And not for cosmetic reasons either. No, it's they're hitmen, you know, or repo people. Well, repo pose. It sounds like we would be doing the people of AO a favor if we... I mean, I'm not going to say that, like, advanced placements should be defended. They shouldn't. But if you start something with a group like that, that's going to have consequences. Not I wouldn't you- expect it to sort of wrap up after the first one. You know, at the first... I don't know if hitman's the right word. It sounds more like a tugman to me. Come, oh. to, come to tug, you know, sure. the thing out your a face. A tug buddy. Yeah, I don't think that the first tug buddy is going to be the last one. Exactly. Then we'll just burn down advanced placements. 
It worked with the bar. What was the point of us taking this job if we were just going to do that? Well, no one told me that I had the option to just burn down advanced placements or obviously because it wasn't an option. Yeah, I (laughs) I think we should put it on the table. I can almost guarantee you that car would also be mixed up in the whole thing. Though I am very conflicted about burning down advanced placements. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a good idea, but we also have a job through our business as well. Who has asked us to do this? Oh, I just thought of something I'll just ask them what to do. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> just ask a shoon. Yeah, I mean, that Leo. sounds great. And look, we're pulling in now. I'm honestly surprised you made it this fast. I'm very proud of your growth. You're doing a great job. And Lions makes eye contact with Local of like, I don't believe these words. Whereas Local, using the same way that he talks to his cats, you are important and valued and loved. Thank you. I appreciate that. You are good. Uh, Thanks. Uh, Remember, lions, you can't store anything in here. Yep, nothing new. Something borrowed, something blue. Pitter-patter. And lions opens up the door and leaps out on the pavement as quickly as they can. All right, and inside of the hideout, you actually see, for the first time in quite a while, Ashun is actually seated on one of the musty sofas, sort of collapsed in. He seems a bit frailer than the last time you saw him worn down. He is a man in his late 20s with dark skin and a somewhat short afro. He has a very regal nose and intense eyes that seem to have sunken in. There are bags pretty heavily under there and he seems quite thin compared to the last time you saw him. Hey, everyone. Are you getting enough water? You look a little shriveled up. I've been drinking adequately. I try to, anyway. Mm, well, we have a hypothetical rhetorical question for you. Okay, shoot. Let's say that somebody told you to do something, but that something was bad, but you had to agree to it because if you- I know what your work is. Well, yes. I'm not talking about our work. I'm talking about, I can't tell you because it's a secret. Go ahead, then continue. Now I have to start all over because you interrupted me. You know what happens when people interrupt me. Right. So like I was saying, you are asked to do a thing and it's a bad thing, but you have to agree to it because the people who are asking you to do it are bad people. And so you do because you got to get away or else they're going to beat you up or worse, you might have to burn down a building. Um, And then the people call you on your cell phone, which you know that it's not us that I'm talking about or this job and it's hypothetical because I don't have a cell phone. Right. Uh, and so, so hold on a quick question. Uh-huh. When they call you on your cell phone, is it late night when they need your love? Actually, when they call us on our cell phone, it is late night, but it's when they need us to lie. You were very close, though, because lying is like loving. Anyway, continue. Now I have to start all over. Please, the love of God, no. (laughs) Lions gives a chuckle and looks to local. That was a joke. So, basically, on my job, I've had to say some lies. Basically, you know, Cod Technologics is working with advanced placements, and they want me to start spreading rumors about Triscod and the breach. 
And I said, okay, because that was part of my job to infiltrate the system. Right, yeah. This is infiltrating. They know that I'm not doing that. And they've called me and they said they're going to take my eyebrow away from my head if I don't do this. Okay, that's a difficult position. Correct. Lions, I don't know why you felt the need to lie to me. Also correct. Because I wasn't. You are assigned on this job, too. There's no way that the job that Cleo's talking about isn't (laughs) also the job that you last worked. But that's aside the point. We'll have a talk about your lying later. Lying lying. is like loving. So they've begun to leverage the threat of physical force. Yes. Okay. Let me think about this. We just don't want to fight them. I think that would be a bad idea. Yeah. Getting into a full-scale fight with advanced placements isn't exactly tenable right now. They've got a lot more resources than we do, plus the backing of Ka Technologics. At the same time, you can't really go throwing Triscott under the bus. She's too vital for our information network. Should we start spreading rumors of Fenui? We should start spreading rumors of about a robot named Biscotti, and we can just say that it's like a game of telephone and they got the name messed up. Do you think, though, that if more news happens to spread that involves Triscod, people can't really put two and two together and go, oh, the things that they're saying about this Triscod person sounds a lot like... Driscod? Like Biscotti. No, like you're not understanding because no one's going to be saying anything about Triscod. Cheney is in prison. No one else is slandering people's names. I'm pretty sure that Cheney situation is a temporary one. I mean, Cheney's pretty permanent. Yes, but he was temporarily confined. I am almost certain, based on our information network, he was confined for disturbing the peace. This is very true. I did see it with my own eyes. We did burn down a bar. You certainly did (laughs) burn down a bar. Uh, I've heard about that. Cleo, I can't believe you. Oh my gosh. They already know. It was on the news. I saw it on the paper this morning. So that leaves us with this question of what do we do about advanced placements and what do we do about the scrapped? Because ideally, you would be able to mix in some kind of misinformation. I'm not sure that doing what's almost just a slant rhyme is going to be sufficient for a misinformation campaign like this. Uh, local. Mm-hmm. When you debriefed about your part in the last mission that you went on, I recall that you said something about about something strange happening to the mirror unit that you spoke with, yeah? Yes. It appeared as though he had no memory of arriving or delivering the message that he had done. Okay. What if something similar were happening to Triscard? What if that was a line you were able to sell? That robots are being hacked? I'm not sure if that's the word. I'm not sure that it isn't. Hijacked. Hijacked, perhaps. Local, I would, I guess, be the person who I would expect to language this best. They're being low-jacked. They're being slow-jacked. They're being mo-jacked. I do not believe they are being jacked at all. I believe it almost sounds like stories of possession. Ooh. Mm. Possession. Interesting. Good word. We know that the Scrapped are prone to flights of fancy and outright conspiracy. And he motions out his hand in a, can you complete the thought that I'm putting out there sort of way? So we deem them unfit for obtaining this information. I thought that Ashun was trying to say, so that way we say that Triscotta got possessed, which is a not uncommon occurrence in a stall. That's half. That's half of the story. The other half of the story is who did the possessing. The scrapped. Advanced placements. Ka? You? Us? 
So this is my idea. We deem the script unfit for understanding our information. That way, if advanced placements sees that we have tried to talk to them about it, they're like, no, we don't want to hear it. Then we can say that we tried and it just didn't work. They didn't believe me. Or I add on to this, I deem myself unfit and well, a train wreck. What if we got on to jail tube and we released anonymous videos saying that advanced placements was possessing robots and making them betray Caw Technologics? Lions? Yeah? I don't like the dark web. But anyone can access Jailed Tube. Some people even have it connected to their chained-in profile. Gross. How about we spread the idea that it is not just robots that are being possessed, but any of the metallic items. We could say that malfunctions in limbs or in cars or anything else is because of a problem with car technologic that they are able to be possessed. So we are telling that to the scrapped. So... You could direct it in either direction. I think that you do want to speak to the scrapped about this. They're prone to conspiracy theory, and we can basically point them in a direction. That would take their anger at what has been happening to their own selves, their limbs, and put blame on Ka rather than on a robot. Which, honestly, Ka is who they ought to actually be mad at in the first place, so... You could also follow through on Lion's bit of pointing them toward advanced placements. It's a question of where you see being most effective. I'm not going to pretend as though this is going to erase any of their anti-robot sentiments, but it might be a useful distraction for people of such a hateful disposition. Let's do it! And lions sits up and wags their tail, and it occasionally bangs into local, just making clinging sounds. And it seems like the three of you are well-equipped to stage a performance of something like a possession. Prove that it's not only something that is contained within robots. Oh, I've got the perfect idea. We go in front of some of the members of the scrapped. I have a malfunction in my eyebrow that also causes a malfunction in your paw and you know i just mentioned something about a recent update from ka and how i feel like they're taking my information and how i'm paranoid and i'm worried and then i freak out and it causes me to have some kind of seizures and i say wow i can't believe this happened to me did you do that newest update and then you say yeah and then we say oh my freaking god ka is out here really trying to steal my information and watch me and control my limbs that they gave me. Lions is nodding along, agreeing with this plan. They are here for it. That sounds workable. You look rough. Maybe take a couple days, patch yourselves up, and then get out there and start making the dang thing happen. And with that, your job is properly over, which means that we are doing the between jobs stuff, which is calculating heat and what that means, and then doing your downtime activities before you start up this new job. So for heat, let's go through the list and see how many dice we're going to be contending with. We had one die of heat that was automatically accrued. That is going to be a baseline die here from Cleo's interactions with the arson investigators. Mm -hmm. So uh, for plus one heat, you took a job against a high profile or well-connected target. Nope, definitely didn't do that. That sort of makes the question, who is the target of this? Because you could make the argument that by disappearing, Vanui, you're 
sort of targeting Ka. However, I don't think that that's in the spirit of what is being asked. I think, I mean, overall, given how we did the planting of evidence and things, I feel like the main target was probably Paolo. I would probably agree with that. Well, he's definitely not powerful. I could take him. Yeah, I would say he's neither high profile nor well connected. He is sort of socially on the ropes right now. Mm-hmm. At a different time in his life, he might have qualified as being well connected, but he's being ostracized at the moment. So mm-hmm. your job happened in a Ka controlled zone. We did not go into Ka in this one. So the bar was in a Ka Technologics neighborhood. Um, but it's been burned down. So technically, it's like it was never there. Your job happened in a Ka Technologics controlled zone. So I would say that Vanui's apartment doesn't qualify that's slums paolo's house i would say it does probably he's probably living in ka housing but did we establish that in there uh that's like a a setting detail that i think is Uh, i mean i i think probably at least half at least of what we did was okay so then we have half a die so we have one and a half die all right so that's two dice um your crew killed someone no well no no no. we made it look like someone was yes killed but we did not actually kill someone that is true you did not actually kill someone yeah i was very nice to those people that were trying to murder us and i just left them in a dumpster yeah yeah you took a lot of care not to murder them i even kicked them away from the fire so they wouldn't (laughs) burn up inside the dumpster Mm -hmm. really i think that earns us that half die back (laughs) so it's just one Uh uh-huh A high-profile or well-connected target saw and can remember a member or members of your crew using your ability. No. No. Okay. You used a three-cost mutant ability. I don't think anybody even has a three-cost mutant ability yet. Law enforcement identified a member or members of your crew. Yes. So that is plus two heat. I mean, was Cleo really identified, though? You're not going to talk your way out of this one. (laughs) Watch me. Uh, Your crew was caught using their powers on camera. No, because if you were caught on camera, it would have been in the bar. And that is destroyed. A member of your crew dies during a mission and is left behind. That's going to be no. So that brings your total heat to four. 3.5. 3.5. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to round up, which brings your wanted level to 2. 3.5. That's higher. Well, we don't need to negotiate higher. Uh, per the rules, I got to tell you that there's no room for uh, 3.5. You, you've got a heat of 0 to 3, then I guess a heat of 4 to 5. Okay. You're going to be fine. I promise. It's it's not going to be that bad. can't believe you'd lie to me on mic. So roll dice equal to your wanted level and read the result according to your heat. Everyone? I, as the facilitator... That is a six, which means during your next job, the enemies have enlisted an EMP. You must face them. So uh, an EMP is a system term in Mutants in the Night, which refers to empowered mutants who have, in this case, been brought on by another, well, your enemy in this case. And since that's not quite how things work, it does mean basically that you're going to have a high profile or rival status enemy present in this next job so be aware that what's going to happen is as you take this next job against the scrapped slash advanced placements slash ka technologics the target here is a little bit vague there's going to be a a big friend who poses a real threat and with that all covered and out of the way we move on to downtime before we get full on into downtime i did want to ask chanel a thing about cleo and that is 
After the job has been wrapped up and your crazy night has ended, you made a friend over the course of this, Kevin, the mimic muskrat. What is Kevin's place in your life right now? Do you send him on his way? Do you bring him home? So Cleo actually gives Kevin the option. She sets him down in her apartment and he's right in the doorway. So he can either run outside or he can go inside. Cleo sits inside and she just starts reading. So he makes the choice if he wants to. Uh, would you like for me to make that as an executive decision or would you sure. like to leave that as a luck roll based thing? We can leave it as a luck roll based thing. All right, cool. High or low for him staying? Um, Him staying will be low. Three. That's low. Ooh, we get to keep a Kevin. You are sitting there and you are reading and you are beginning to wonder if he's gone away, if he's left the apartment when you hear a sort of light scratching on the chair and then you feel a shift in weight and fuck you. Cleo looks back at her paper and just nods and she makes a mental note to put muskrat food question mark on the next to get list. Okay, that then does bring us to downtime proper. Who wanted to go first? I can go first. Perfect. So what are you going to be doing for your first downtime activity? So Cleo is going to be just hanging out and vegging with uh, Luke. They're going to be watching a nice marathon that was much overdue of Bar Wars. And Bar Wars is a show where members of bars across AO kind of get together and they go and they duke it out with um, you know bats and chains, bats and chains. But then the remaining people of the bars, respectively, each team, they both start making drinks as fast as they can. And then one member from the opposite side has to taste it. And all the while, everyone's fighting in the middle, just the two members of the bar. And uh, yeah, it's very, it's a very popular show. And uh, Cleo and Luke really needed to catch up. So they didn't see any spoilers on the line. Perfect. So go ahead and give me that stress roll. Six. Nice. So that means you get to reduce your stress track by six points. And I'm curious, what was that moment that happened in that evening that really, really got you relaxed after? There was the last episode that they watched. They didn't fully catch up on one of the episodes. I guess one of the drinks that one of the bartenders had made on the opposite side. They made it wrong and it acted as though it was a laxative. And the other person from the other team thought that they had sabotaged the drink, but they didn't. They just mixed stuff wrong. And that person pooped their pants. And all the while everyone was fighting, they had to uh, walk back in poopy pants to their side. Luke and Cleo just started cracking up, busting guts, and they were eating ice cream and she just felt a nice reconnection and peace to something that they used to do before things actually even just started getting complicated cool i think that that scene we can leave at being that i don't feel like there's too much that we need to develop there in terms of role playing it out so who is going to go next for their first downtime activity uh i'll go all righty what is up with local so local's doing some stress relief and he's going to invite Mirror Unit over. And Mirror Unit hasn't been to Local's place really to like hang out at all. So they just sit around and are pretty much just playing with cats. And uh, letting them wander around. And he introduces all of them to Mirror Unit one by one. 
This is Jefferson. Oh, hello, Jefferson. This is Mildred. Hello, Mildred. This is Jackson. So go ahead and give me the roll for this stress reduction. That's a five. All right, cool. Let's explore this scene a little bit then. The cats have been introduced. Mirror unit lives quite close to you, considering how much of the robot housing in AO is compartmentalized and really, really stacked up. It's basically just rows and rows and rows of stacked up shipping containers. Mm -hmm. And... So it wasn't difficult for Mirror Unit to find his way to you. And Mirror Unit is seeming somewhat contemplative as he is petting Mrs. Good Cookie. And he looks toward you, local, and says, I have been thinking a lot since the night that we met. I've had a lot on my mind about what happened. And I'm not sure how to fix anything. That seems like a difficult proposition. I'm not even quite sure what happened. I just seemed to wake up and there you were. But I'm thinking that maybe that there is more that I could do for the city and and for um for people so that if something like this happens to someone else, they're well taken care of. If you feel the need to give back, that is admirable. Perhaps if you were to share your experience, let others know what happened then if it happened to them they would not feel alone i like that idea and i think that that could be helpful to people who are experiencing things like this but i also think that i don't have a lot of free time but maybe i could do more i have a set of skills that a lot of people don't have and i'm trying to develop those but i'm also worried about those skills and what they could mean i spend all day taking on the faces of other people and the voices of other people and their mannerisms even and when i come home i spend a lot of time considering what i might look like and the different lives that i might lead like i told you about what if i could use that ability like i use it at work to help people i just get worried because in some ways, isn't that a little bit like me doing to them what was done to me? Does that make sense? No. I mean, I know that there are people who are fighting against Ka Technologics, and my ability to take on the face and mannerisms of other people, it might be something that could be useful in that sort of fight for getting certain kinds of things done. But also, that would mean that I was doing that without the knowledge of those people who were being copied. And I think that might be wrong. That is for you to decide. If you are not comfortable using your abilities in that way, you can use them to help others in other ways. Not everyone needs to be part of our organization to help. Yeah, I understand what you mean by that. I think not everyone needs to make an impact by doing the kind of work that you're doing. Maybe maybe I could do something else. I, I, I like that idea of talking to people like you you mentioned and i'm I'm not confident yet but maybe i can work on showing off some of the other faces that i've been working on the ones that are my own i think it would be good if you could help not by being someone else but by being you 
Thank you, local. And thank you for showing me all of your cats. And thank you for being you. And Lions, what are you up to? Lions is also going to do some de-stressing for the culture. Lions and Towson are going to take Fiat to see a play. Alrighty, could you go ahead and give me that roll? So that is a two of my eight. So what is this play that you're seeing? Ode to My Other Lover, an Aeon classic. It was not a very good experience for lions. Uh, People from AO tend to use a lot of like weird ways of speech. Like they have this weird thing where one winged mice in the hand is worth two in a bush and lions does not get that because uh, they have a different saying in Ostal that is a moth in the hand is worth a moth in the hand. And they're very similar phrases, but very different. And Lions is not here for it. And the play was just filled with them. And so really the best part for Lions was when they and Talson took Fiat out for Froyo to talk about the play. Because Lions uh, is a little biased, but they think that Fiat is a pretty smart kid. And it's really interesting listening to to Fiat's opinions on the differences in between Ao and Ostal. Day two, what is everybody up to? Healing! Alrighty. I'm healing. So that's going to take two cash, and you're going to reduce all of your wound penalties by one. What is the effect that you still have? I still have a broken hand. Okay, perfect. And what clinic do you go to to get this taken care of? Are you going to Philly's clinic? Are you going to Lion's clinic? Or I'll... one of Lion's clinics? I'll go to one of Lyons' clinics because there's one next to her house. All right, perfect. Did you want to play out that scene or do you think that just sort of business like in, out, bada bing, bada boom? Yeah, I think it's fine. Your hand is now in like a sort of flexi cast. Yeah. Instead of like a proper hard casing. All right. Thank God for modern medicine. What's next? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and continue on my long-term project or my, uh, my civil rights movement. So what is it that you're going to be doing to contribute to this long-term project? As I recall, you have three segments left in that clock. I do indeed. So once again, I'm uh, going to be going out with transport B-73. And if mirror unit wants to come along, mm-hmm. since they wanted to help out, they can go ahead and join. Cool. But mostly what we were planning on doing was going to probably... Philly's free clinic and helping out with anything they could as far as the healing on the mechanical side since uh, local doesn't really know much about bodies but he can help with any robots or any mechanical limbs or anything that's happening with that and mostly just being there and supportive of the community letting them know you know what their stance is on things hopefully especially people that are coming in that have the mechanical limbs and having a robot help them with that can at least give them a perspective outside of that from say the scrapped Mm. and then of course we've got some uh some flyers we've got some some reading material we always have some reading material All right, perfect. Go ahead and give me the roll for the project. Remember that you can spend cash to increase by a degree of success for every cash you spend. Ah, didn't roll great. I'm going to throw two cash at it. I rolled a two. All right, so that brings you up to a six, meaning that you fill in two more segments, leaving you with one segment left. And I think that it was like a very good 
productive session. You are basically out of the flyers that you brought. Transport is basically doing a bunch of work alongside you. He's comfortable doing a lot of mechanical tuning and repair based on just keeping his bus functioning and that sort of thing. And Mirror Unit proves to be a big hit in the waiting room. They're going around and sort of engaging with people and doing a lot of putting on faces to entertain babies and that sort of thing. And just very warmly received like you are actually invited to sort of keep doing this on an ongoing basis both because of the understaffing of the clinic in general and because of the quality of your actual work in terms of getting people fixed up and then also because of the way that you helped lift spirits amongst the clients and staff yay and finally lions what's your second day of downtime going to look like I'm going to be doing For the Culture, and I am actually going to be returning to my spin class on a day where I know that Zarly is there because I owe them an apology, and it's uh, kind of hard to spin at my favorite place to spin if I'm not talking to my friend who also goes there. So do you try to get there and catch them before class? I just kind of show up and hope that they didn't show up, but they did show up, and so this is going to be happening now. All right, go ahead and give me a roll for that, please. That is a four. All right, so go ahead and reduce that four stress. Zarly is basically pretty cold throughout the spin class. They're just not seeking you out, basically. They're doing their own thing, sort of focused on their stuff until after class when everything is winding down and most of the spinners have cleared out the area. They're finishing cleaning up running their hands through the wash, and as they're toweling off, they approach you. I'm sure. Alliance kind of like smushes their lips together, or rather smushes their snout together in like a pout. Got clay in your mouth? I couldn't hear you there. Lions pouts further, and like just through like the very end of their snout, like through their teeth. I'm sorry. You're having a little on a I know what you're saying, and you know what I want to say, and I'm sorry. I appreciate you saying that, and I forgive you, Lions. It's okay. I just, you know, I, I want to be a supportive friend for you when things go how they go sometimes, and even when they aren't going that way. I just didn't know what to do, and I got hurt. I'm kind of really bad at that when I'm like that. And I know that it's not an excuse. And I don't want to be like that, but it's hard sometimes. And Lions kind of like blinks and looks at the floor. And I don't want to say those things and then they come out. And because I didn't want to say them, I'm mad at me because I did. And I'm sorry. I know. And it's the same way I snapped and I yelled and I shouldn't have done that. You know, I, I was harsher than maybe I should have been. It happens to us sometimes when things get to be a certain way. But you had every right to snap and be mad because I made you get hurt and you were just trying to make me not sad. It's okay. It's okay. You know, we made it through it. We're both here. It's going to be all right. I'm not going anywhere. They give you a big hug as we close out the scene and also your downtime. Thank you so much for listening to Arms of the Tide. If you'd like more information about the show, 
please feel free to follow us on Twitter at Arms of the Tide. Mutants in the Night is a game by DC, and you can purchase it and DC's other games at dungeoncommander.itch.io. That's Commander without the E. Our theme music is by Aaron Catano Saez, and our logo is by Alex Marin. Arms of the Tide is a member of the One Shot Podcast Network. For more amazing content from the network, check out Neoscum. Neoscum is a narrative comedy podcast featuring five Chicago improvisers antagonizing their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. It features a group of misfits and outsiders. Z, the acerbic cyber troublemaker. Pox, the candy junkie klepto from across the pond. Tech Wizard, the public access actor with a petulant thirst for adventure. And Dak Rambo, the nastiest trucker on this side of the Robo Mason Dixon. Join the irascible Neoscum crew on a puerile rock and road trip through a weirdo world of tomorrow, doling out street justice to every deep they encounter, whether they deserve it or not.